0: from Uptown New Orleans at the Collins Hotel on St. Charles Avenue. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. The Collins Hotel is a great place to come and have a drink if you're already here in New Orleans and a great place to stay if you're coming to New Orleans in the next 60 minutes. You'll get to know a lot more about the Collins Hotel, and you'll get to meet just three of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. You'll get to hear some live music, and at the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music, but you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing, but enjoying the next 60 minutes of happy hour together. My three guests today are, number one, Tina Thomas. Tina Thomas is a biopsychologist and a gestalt therapist, Mm -hmm. and also she's going to be the... Director of the Gestalt Institute in a matter of days. Is that correct, Tina? that's
1: correct.
0: Uh, Dr. Thomas is also the author of A Gentle Path, A Guide to Peace, Passion and Power. Three things you might not think go together normally. She owns a peaceful retreat in Abeda Springs and works with cancer patients to heal their bodies, athletes to improve their game, and individuals to increase their personal success. So you have your work cut out for you this afternoon. Lee Hales is a naturalist. Hello, Lee. Hi, how are you doing? He's a TV presenter who has hosted shows on National Geographic, PBS, the Travel Channel, and the Learning Channel. Lee's also a cryptozoologist and leads expeditions to solve mysteries of unexplained or out-of-place animals. Yes. yes. That is a good way Can to you describe you it? it. <laughs> now, so far, we already have a biopsychologist and a cryptozoologist. And right across the table, we have someone called Masimu oh, Maramba. Masimu.
2: <laughs> Let's try it again. Ah,
0: uh, Masimu Naramba.
2: Masimu.
0: Na- Na- <laughs> Ma, with an M. M. Nasimu. Nasimu. Oh, come on, it says M here. Nasimu Na- Maramba <laughs> is a singer, songwriter, composer, arranger, and leader of her own band. Her EP, It Ain't Pretty But It's Beautiful, was a critical and commercial success here in New Orleans, and her new album, Rules Aren't Real, is poised to break nationwide. Mm -hmm. Hey, Nassimu. Hey. How's it going, everybody? And on piano, we have the fabulous, talented, gorgeous, and always charming, Mitch Foreman. Oh, beautiful. Thank you very much, Mitch. How's it going? Hi,
2: you're welcome. Well, everything's cool. Very good. How are you we're,
0: doing? We're good. We're very good here. Everyone finally arrived. It was, the cryptos all just had a lot of trouble finding us, apparently. <laughs> Strangely <laughs> enough. What was the holdup?
3: Cities. Cities? You I don't... find cities are the holdup, yeah. You don't like living in the big city? <laughs> no, I, I like the city. I just uh, prefer to be out in the wilderness and those types of areas. Uh, every time I'm in the city, I always seem to find the traffic. So, looking forward to uh, doing exactly that this weekend and... And getting out of the city for a change. Where are you going? To? We're going to be heading out to Florida, a place uh, that is in the Panhandle. And what's interesting is, as far as we We're know, the beach? It's, uh, it's not far from Panama Beach. It's not. Um, yeah. It's uh, to the east of that. Um, and this particular township has invited us out. Uh, to investigate a mystery, they've had a very large black cat, something that is, is much larger than I a house cat. I had a large cat. black oh, larger mm-hmm. than a black cat. Yeah, okay. yeah. Hopefully it isn't a, <laughs> a large uh, house cat, but you never know in these types of things. But enough people have seen them over the past year and a half to two years that uh, the commission of this town has actually invited us out. As far as we know, it's the first time that they've invited a group of naturalists and cryptozoologists to look into a mystery such as this. Uh, so that's exactly what we're going to do. And this, so this is what cryptozoologists do, right? You look for animals that are thought to be extinct or yeah. like Bigfoot. And <laughs> Well, so. I, I want to get away from that. I mean, when you say cryptozoology, the, the first thing everybody thinks of is Bigfoot, Loch Ness what Monster. Sh- yeah, what should we be thinking about? Thinking about animals that are hidden or out of place. Now... The way things are today are a lot different than they were a couple hundred years ago. There were still a lot of undiscovered places. Well, if you take a flight across America at night and look down, you're going to be hard-pressed to see any place that doesn't have lights. Mm -hmm. So in addition to this, we have a lot of transportation where we're bringing animals back and forth. And also the pet trade figures into this too. Now, when you have a lot of animals that are interacting with each other... There's a chance for variants, things that haven't been described by science You mean yet. something could fall out of a plane and end up in Iowa? Or something? Well, somebody could um, bring something into their private animal preserve, shall we say, where it would be highly illegal to possibly have this animal, hmm. or, right. or legal, and the animal then goes astray. Are you going to report it, necessarily? Oh, I see what you mean. So then so they call wrong. the
0: cryptozoologist.
3: Well... Ideally, uh, <laughs> nobody will find out about it in their, in their right. minds. But that's but they just do. one example of a way that a strange okay. animal can appear right. in, in a strange place. Huh. Well, now
0: we've got that under control. What is a biopsychologist?
4: <laughs> a psychologist who understands the biological basis of psychology. And my specialty is actually the biological basis of personality. We actually think Mm -hmm. we have cracked the code of the biological basis of personality. You mean there's
0: there's like a chemical makeup of our personality?
4: Yes. In fact, we think you're born with three chemicals in your brain. And the definition of personality is simply how a person thinks, feels, and behaves consistently over time. And it turns out that if you were to cut a human brain open and stain it, hopefully after the person dies, okay. then you would find three main pathways. And each one is driven by a single neurotransmitter, which is a fancy word for a nerve chemical. And we think that you're born with a set point for high, medium, and low activity. And that's what personality is the beginning but everybody of. Everybody
0: pretty much agrees, though, right, that if you had kids, you know, well, babies are born with their Absolutely. own personality. So that's probably not that rev- revolutionary of a well, thought. But the fact that you could alter
4: it? That you can alter it is what's really exciting. Now you won't oh. actually be able to change your personality. Oh. Uh, well, well, but you can. Well, so. what you can do is you can improve the health of your personality so that it expresses itself on a much greater level. And it's interesting that each one of these personalities—it looks like there are nine basic human personalities—temporarily visits other personalities under stress or optimal conditions because these neurochemicals rise and fall and that's affected by what a person eats or their exercise or even who you hang out with affects those neurochemicals so you're affecting them and they're affecting you at all times mitch you can yes you could be a better person just by <laughs> just by hanging out with
0: somebody better than with you, the is right that, people. That yeah, exactly. hanging out with the right crowd.
4: Yeah, think about it. When you talk to somebody who's consistently kind of a downer sort of person, you start feeling tired. We think that temporarily, your chemicals in your brain mirror that person's. But if you're with an upbeat person for a while, you feel more energized, and we think it's because temporarily, yeah, but we, you visit where they but live. But we just
0: don't we just call that being psychologically affected by somebody? Like you know, I, I'm. It's infectious being around someone who's upbeat. Yes, yeah, but so there's
4: a chemical reason. For so there's now. an actual chemical. Yes, you can read actually you see, I met my research partner at a conference on this personality system that I happened upon. Did you
0: did you like him immediately or her?
4: Oh, he was so hey. brilliant, drop dead brilliant. He's just a nerd from the beginning, and, uh, and we yeah. decided that this system was so precise and so predictive that it had to be biological in, in its nature, so we decided to be research partners, and we ended up researching a little bit more than personality, and so at our wedding, <laughs> oh, wow. we had a, a cake table and a bar and a blood drawing table to test for the genes related to personality. You had a blood drawing table at your wedding. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, my God. We know how to
4: throw a wedding And wow. what happened? And
0: people gave blood samples and they at your wedding? gave blood
4: samples. And then at our Christmas party, we uh, didn't tell anybody. It was a surprise. We hooked them up to EEGs and the heart rate monitors and skin <laughs> monitors, and we yeah. subjected them to cold water pain tests.
1: Uh-huh. This is at your what? This Christmas is at the Christmas party, party. Did you throw quite a party <laughs> Nobody sort of- comes
4: to our parties And after that we had a 4th of July party When we decided we weren't getting enough pain So we then subjected them to electric shock therapy and then you're not
0: still married to this guy
4: are you I'm not unfortunately (laughs) I was able to predict that one is he still still alive (laughs) (laughs) yes quite what went so wrong for you in this uh (laughs) well you know what happened he had a brain tumor unfortunately and then Katrina happened and we lost all of our data and then uh, he had a midlife crisis and our house burned down to the ground all within about six years. And so uh, we went parted ways. He decided that he wanted to do some different things.
0: So he is still alive. Though. Oh, he's still alive. So the and brain tumor th- was?
4: Temporary, yeah. It okay. was treated. And the house it. got rebuilt. The house, yes. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Katrina
0: and we, didn't destroy your life completely. No. But your data got lost in Katrina, so you can't prove that any of this stuff
1: is true now. Well, you know my research <laughs> partner's name is
4: Eric. And Eric said, Tina, you know what? You just need to get this information out and let science catch up with you. So that's what I'm doing. So, okay.
3: Well, I'm glad that we can help. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'd I'd like th- to see what you do for Halloween.
4: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, people told us that we needed to have our heads examined, so we did, and we got <laughs> spec scans. <laughs> and I was able to predict in advance which parts of the brain would be hyper and hypoperfuse, like where the high circulation and low circulation would be based on this. So okay. we know we're onto something hot.
0: Oh. Wow. Wow. That sounds insane, doesn't it? Simeon,
4: <laughs> what do you make of that?
2: Oh, that's amazing. I think that's absolutely fascinating.
4: Well you see, I was already just in talking with you with a couple of minutes able to identify her personality. Have you? Mm-hmm. Well that was saving the you that would save you saying anything. I guess so. I'll just be okay, we'll over just, there in the corner yeah, for the rest of the time. We'll just ask, and we'll just ask
0: Tina. What did you discover about Nassimia before I asked? That her a she question. has the
4: fourth of the nine basic human personalities, which is known as the artist or the individualist. And did you
0: know she's a musician when she walked in?
4: I did know that. Yes, well, and I also noticed she was beautiful. But then I asked her a few questions to verify because you can't always tell just by what. What were the does. questions? Let's hear them. Well, I wanted to know if she was more sensitive than most people. Now What's your sensitive. answer to that, Nacimia?
2: Um, She didn't ask it directly. Ah, (laughs) that's right.
0: (laughs) What what did she ask
2: you? Oh, we we actually talked a little bit about the tattoo on my arm, which is of the continent of Africa. Yes. And um, we found out that we had both travelled there and just, you know, um, she had an interesting story about her experiences there. Um, We also talked about what got me composing in the first place and maybe that's what it was that gave you a little bit of a hint that I'm a little more sensitive than most. What
0: did get you composing that gave her a hint that you're a little more sensitive than most?
2: Um... Initially, it was just the interest in music, in performing and singing. Um, And then shortly I came to realize that I wasn't just interested in being a vocalist, that I wanted to use a voice because I had something to say. And this could be a medium that I could use to communicate myself because, as we said, in this personality type, there's a lot to an artist that cannot be communicated in the normal capacities, right? So we also talked about how there's kind of like, each artist's creative mind is like a little room full of maybe like a gallery full of paintings and you're just trying to share your thoughts as appropriately as you can, but they're so, uh, these thoughts are so much in the fantastic or romantic realm that it can't be a literal transmission of these feelings or these opinions, so. That's what art is all about, trying to get someone else to see what you see. And in the end, no one will ever really get it the way that you get it, but that's why, kind of the
0: struggle. Why? Why do you think, I mean, both of you could answer this question psychologically, why do you think you want people to know what you think and feel?
2: Um, I think that we all have the need to communicate ourselves just because we, uh, we want to be able to you know, express who we are in the, the world. So you
0: you only want to do it if you've got it because you've got a chance to say something. Oh, right. What right. is it what is it you want to say?
2: Well, um particularly what I'm using my music to say right now is uh I'm kind of treating it like uh the wisdom that I've acquired over the years of my life. I'm I'm hoping to pass those on because I've just you know acquired a few different stories and, you know, um, philosophies that I feel like have been incredibly transformative for me and that I would really like to share those in a way that I hope heals other individuals.
0: Oh, so it's a healing. Heals. That's, oh, a, key word. that's a key You're both healers. That's
4: a key But She heals yeah. in a different way than I do. And if you notice, she has very soulful eyes. And the way that she mm-hmm. even moves is very artistic. And she also happened to mention that two of her idols were Michael Jackson and Mariah Carey. When I was a kid. When she was a child. <laughs> so as you a child. Did a lot of catching up. As, as a child, <laughs> well, she I was know. already resonating with people who shared her personality. Yeah, but type. hey,
0: come on. Who didn't idolize Michael Jackson? But she's following the in sex? their that's path.
4: That's true. She's in the path yeah, but how can you tell did.
0: anything from that, Tina, really? Because everybody, Michael Jackson's the most popular entertainer probably that lived. Mm-hmm. But that's what she—that's
4: not who I would identify with first.
0: Well, who would you identify with first as an uh, Walt
4: Disney, who actually ah. had my personality Walt type. Walt Disney, <laughs> you don't even have and, a moustache. And what
2: personality type is that? <laughs> and he has the
4: seven personality, which is known Dopey, as Dopey, sneezy. <laughs> <laughs> what was Walt? Walt was the enthusiast. Yes, and we think that actually, uh, chemically speaking, that the personality that I have won the chemical lottery. We're high. What are you? In, what? We're in high, well, the, the enthusiast, seven. the seven. seven, which is known as the. And what number is Nassim? Is and four. And she has the four, which is What's known as Lee? the artist and the individual. Yeah, I know. I feel left
3: out. Lee, well, <laughs> well, I I what do you got? You got I don't game. know him
4: well enough. And sometimes you have to ask people questions that are, are inside. It's not always about how somebody looks. Kind of like I'm,
0: I'm going to give you four questions to ask Lee then, and let's see if you can figure out. Is, that, well, you is have four to, enough? They have to be my questions. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, you can yeah, have sure. four. Okay, okay, go.
4: So um, is it uh, easy or difficult for you to go to sleep at night to turn off your brain?
3: <laughs> oh, well, it, it all depends so it Usually okay, it's very that's easy That's it, I don't need any more Okay
4: <laughs> um, would you, um, Let's see, do you find that uh, it takes you a while to make decisions? Yes <laughs> Yes, okay, so I think I've that got was your time That pretty type. quick That's it Yes, but when I asked him the first question, he was like, "Well, it depends." And is but I but then you do said,
0: "Does it take a while to make decisions?"
3: And he says, "Yes." Yeah,
4: so he knows he's indecisive. So but that's That was easy, a not.
3: very decisive, oh, no, 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 indecisive. <laughs> it
4: takes you a while. To, excuse me. It takes I, you a while to make decisions. Yes. Yes.
3: I weigh the options, and uh, so I don't is, rush into things.
4: So you, we're not really supposed to do this. But you're, you're supposed <laughs> to find your own. Yeah, you're yeah. supposed to find discover your own personality. That's the idea of it. But if I just had to take a first pass guess, I would guess that you had the sixth of the nine personality types, which is known as the loyalist. It's high in norepinephrine, which is why your brain works very uh, problem solving on all the time, mm-hmm. and which would mean that you would have to be almost exhausted to get to sleep at night. Uh, is re- that
3: true? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. A, lot mm-hmm. of, a lot of times, um, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning rolls around pretty quick. For and, me. and that's
4: because you're high in norepinephrine, which is a brain adrenaline, mm-hmm. right? And then I would also guess that you're low in serotonin, which is a chemical of well-being. So what happens is, is if your brain is going really, really fast, like a, a high brain engine idle, and you're running low serotonin through it, the kinds of questions that you would ask yourself are questions like, what can go wrong with this? Who can I trust? Which would... Ah, am I right? Is that like a paranoia? What? It, says, it no. says on
3: my Facebook, what could possibly go wrong? Wow, <laughs> so. oh, you nailed it. And I didn't
4: even check it out. And you know what? It makes you an incredible troubleshooter. But once you know a person's basic personality type, you know volumes about him. Like I would then say, pretty sure that's the personality type you have. And I would say he is going to be the most loyal friend you ever met. But don't cross him. Because you're going to go on that list and it's over. You see how he's responding? (laughs) And you crave carbohydrates under stress. And you have an anger and or anxiety sometimes for no reason at all. And it's because of that high norepinephrine. Gum chewing and repetitive muscle movement and orgasms help to decrease norepinephrine level and will help to make you more relaxed. Wow. So, how
0: Pretty about well, it? Huh? So <laughs> you, need to, you need to chew gum and jerk off.
4: <laughs> I wasn't going to go
3: there, just a, but uh, I wasn't just giving him idea. homework <laughs> now. And I'm thinking to myself, wasn't that everybody's problem? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's You're just quite, unique to me.
4: You know what? <laughs> That's great because almost everybody thinks that we all think alike, and we have a hard time understanding. Why other people don't see the world the yeah. way that we do. Mm. Especially,
3: right. you know, right now it seems like we're just completely divided. And it seems like, you know, they're, they're, everybody's either this or that. And watch that. 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 And there's no see in between. See this hand
4: motion? That's how your brain works. When you watch a person with this personality, they'll go back and forth, literally with their hands. And they see things, black or white. Okay, listen, i got to ask
0: you a question, Tina. How could you possibly marry the wrong guy? Well, I'm not
4: sure that I did marry the wrong guy. I think I married the right guy for that time, and then things moved on. Is that what
0: we could all expect? I mean, we shouldn't expect our personalities to be able to match up for life?
4: You know, biologically, the chemistry of love says that we fall in love, and that chemical that makes you feel in love is actually an amphetamine-like drug. And it's a really great drug to be on. It makes the sky seem blue. It makes your partner seem wonderful. And even their little mistakes kind of cute for now. But. uh, (laughs) But... It only lasts for one to seven years. And we think it's designed so that you're attracted, you mate, you have a child that can walk, and then it peters out so that potentially you go and find another mate and strengthen the gene pool. However, you can override it. So when you fall out of love, which always happens, anything that goes up, it's got to come down, you can decide to love someone, to make a decision about it. And then a new drug comes in, and it's uh, the snuggle drug. Hmm. And it makes people feel comfortable like an old pair of slippers. And actually, when couples who have been together for more than 10 years die, not only do they grieve, but they actually go through opiate withdrawals Hmm. because they get so used to that drug. And if you make that decision to love, you will actually find that the in-love chemicals weave in and out. But it's kind of like cocaine. It's never going to be like the first bump. You'll always be chasing that if you don't know. None of us have done cocaine. Well, I'm just going by what 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 my friends told me. Wow. So, do you write songs about love, Nassim? I, I don't.
0: What do you write about?
2: I write about um plants. I write about oh. nature. I write about um a kind of like animal spirits and I use these things as metaphors to talk about Totally
4: <laughs> consistent, totally <Okay>. consistent.
2: <laughs> I use these things to talk about um just uh ways of approaching the world, different different mind states. Um, I, I did write a lot of love songs as I was beginning to be a songwriter, and then I kind of looked at the world and I said, why is it that 95% of the music that you hear are love songs, mostly breakup songs, really, When that's only like a tiny, tiny percentage of what life is really about. And I think that as you might remember in Africa, uh, Tina and I were talking about how we've both traveled there in the past. A lot of their music is really, really thick with strong messages about uprising, about just culture, about positivity. And I feel like music can be a really healing force if you use it for that purpose. So I decided, you know, I'm pretty sure the rest of the world has got the whole love song thing covered, and <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just going to try to round it out a little bit <laughs> with so some wisdom. So you made
0: an intellectual decision about that. I did. So let's take a listen to one.
2: Oh, I love what, that. What Sounds are we great. going to listen to? We have a song called Rules Aren't Real, which is not to be taken <laughs> <laughs> which is not to be taken literally. Oh I've, I've caught some flack for that. It's not a literal statement. It's more just about questioning authority. It's about looking at your society's rules and deciding whether or not they apply apply to you, but whether or not they, um, whether they make sense to you. For example, um, the like gender roles, that's, that's society's rule that you can opt out of. And you have to decide whether that's something that you're just taking on because you were told to or not. So this song kind of like tackles a lot of issues that I feel um, need to be questioned.
1: Well,
5: well, 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 they told you stories today, you were born about what is wrong and right, they built up these walls all around you until there were no blue skies left inside, they sold you this future even gave you a loan complete with its own insurance, and now you work every day, You're just trying to pay the debt on your own, enslavement. man, if you don't add here to the laws Not realizing that prison is a place in their minds They living in a with plenty cars They took all the walls and the bricks and the bars and built themselves a mighty castle and imperial structure towering over all and shorty ready to topple But don't be afraid To. <laughs> caught up in illusions and all the falsities use fluidity Sense of love To keep you
0: on course Rules that? Wow Real you Marumba Wow Wow Beautiful Wow Good job
1: Awesome
0: Very impressive
2: Thank you very much I was just asking
0: if she had an agent She needs one What's going on in the business world with that then?
2: Um Uh, You know, I uh, am an independent artist, and I I like to work in a way that is more tailored toward music lovers than music industry people. So that's... That's all I've been trying to connect with for the time being. You're you to know, find just an audience. just really looking for music lovers, right. people who are passionate about really good original music that has a lot of heart and soul behind it.
1: Looking for
0: some fluidity to mm. rearrange your reality. Hey, <laughs> there you are. Yeah. That's I didn't working. think that would be the catchiest part, but all
2: right. <laughs> no, I, I grabbed
3: that line too. You mm-hmm. thought that yeah. line as well. Yeah, very oh. rich. It's, it's good. good. I put that one in my pocket as well. Nice. Hey, did you think hmm. her voice was rich too? Yeah. I mean, you very did. much so. Yeah. It's very Nasimi yeah. Marumba,
0: you wrote and arranged that song. Yeah, our other guests yeah. are Tina Thomas, who is a biopsychologist, and Lee Hales, who's a cryptozoologist. And let me just tell you, we're at the Collins Hotel. If you're headed to New Orleans and you need to book a hotel or a tour, or you need tips on what to do while you're here, check in with our friends at NewOrleans.com, the official New Orleans travel site. I also want to tell you about the new movement. You guys ever heard of these guys? Mm-mm. It's a new comedy troupe opening a theatre in New Orleans. In fact, it's open. As of this week. Oh, After two years of shows in bars, museums, parks, and wherever else they could, the new movement is opening a full-time comedy theatre in the Maroney at 1919 no Burgundy Street. Yes. Wow. Shows are going to be from Thursday through Saturday. Everything's going to be free or cheap. <laughs> Improv and sketch comedy classes are also available. Check tnmcomedy.com for more information. Wow. What do you
1: think of oh, that? that's yeah. so exciting. Pretty exciting. Yeah.
0: So no one can really train to be a comedian, although you went to comedy school apparently. Very briefly, Tina. stand-up comedy. And you failed and out I of failed. comedy school, <laughs>
4: <laughs> and I didn't realize how involved it is, and what a discipline it is, and how you have to keep working the jokes and working the jokes. It takes incredible discipline and courage, I believe. Do you remember?
2: Uh, yes, agreed. I was going to yes. ask if you remember any of your material from that class.
4: Oh no, no I don't. Give us a Thank joke. Thank goodness, not really. You don't. don't know any jokes? Mm-mm. Hey,
0: Lena, did you train to become a cryptozoologist and a TV presenter? I mean, you've done shows on. PBS and Lifetime and and uh, the Learning Channel. I mean, National Geographic. No one taught you how to do that, did they? No. Well, yes and no. Um, Partial. <laughs> ah, there you <laughs> go. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you I'm yeah. about? Six. You're right about that. <laughs> <laughs> Part of
3: it is um, went to school for environmental science when I was a little kid. You know, I was fascinated, kind of like you, nature. You know, spent all of my time outside wondering what all these things were doing and why they were doing it. Still had that passion. When I graduated from high school, went into college, studied at the earth sciences. And um, long story short, I ended up working for a zoo and then into a museum and then on to Yosemite National Park. Now, one of the things that they train there, all of them really do, but definitely the national park system, is called Interpretation. And it's not of language. talk talk, talk to the animals? (laughs) Exactly. No, it's to talk to the people, really. And interpretation is taking anything and making it more relatable to the public. So a lot of these things, especially when you're talking science, it's just lost on everybody. So how do you take that and you boil it down to its most basic elements and then convey that and get people as excited about it as you are, called stewardship, So a lot of the things that I did were on a stage in Yosemite, and there could be anywhere up to 600 people that would come up on a night, and they're looking for a program. So I would do these types of programs, talking about bears predominantly or the park or the history of the park, and they train you in in something that would seem like it would be intuitive, like you shouldn't have to be trained to relate to people. (laughs) <laughs> but it is, it is an art about how to find that denominator, the things that, we, you know, the universals, Universal. they call them. All mm-hmm. the things that we all share. It's a word no that, that you guys both
0: know, universals. Do you yep. know that I word, Nassim? I have you...
2: not heard that word in this Me context. Me neither.
0: Yeah, so, you know. What does it find... mean? It means a way to, to connect with lots of people at the same time?
3: No, fine. Well, hopefully you do. But uh, to, to find that one thing, there's, there are certain things that all four of us share in common that we can all talk I'd like talk to know about. what that is. Uh, well, the kids can always relate to, we could talk about pooping. We, we all share that in common. That is yeah. universal. Nobody escapes that. Death is another universal. But, you know, how do you make things relatable I, um, in talking about in an, a zoo environment or a museum environment? One of the things that caught me is here at Stennis Space Center, they have a... Uh, The space shuttle, mock-up next to it, is a scale according to size of the Superdome. Well, that's great for us, but what if you're from some other part of the country? Is the Superdome going to be your basis of it? So that wouldn't necessarily be a good choice as something to convey the size or the scope of something to everybody.
0: But are you naturally able to get up and talk in front of lots of people without being nervous or anything?
3: Well, I taught. Um, so I got te- a teaching degree in, in secondary science education, and if you ever want to get over being apprehensive in front of a group of people, teach day after day.
4: Did you feel shy on the inside initially, or have you always just been comfortable socially? Always a
3: very shy kid. Mm-hmm. Very See? shy kid. Yeah. And you we knew think, that already.
4: Well, I suspected it. But because there are three social orientations that each of these nine basic personalities fall into, and one is that you're intimate, even though you might do well socially, people will say they feel shy on the inside. Mm-hmm. And then there's a the social person that can go to a party, always answers their phone, never screens. It can go on group vacations, calls everybody bud. And then there's a the self-preservation person that's a little bit more distant and wants to know where the exit signs are and the comfortable seats. And that part of how you relate, we believe, is related to your first three years of life. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. But, but can you change that if this is all chemical? Well, yeah, you know, there are, it's one of those things like we all have all of those chemicals in us all the time. So basically you could say that we have all of the personality types within us. It's almost like a radio, right, that you have all stations, but you kind of hang out at your favorite mm-hmm. station. So you kind of hang out at your comfortable set what, point.
0: What's the point of knowing all this if we can't do anything about it?
4: Well I, well, I think... Other than knowledge itself. Well, you know, of one of the things I, I think, think that really helps is if you understand that a person is born the way that they are, and that their personality is expressed initially by the level of health their family is, and then you understand that under stress, this person is going to behave this way, or not behave this way. Yeah, but what is the point of understanding well, that? I, well, I think Other if I if I gave you an apple and said, hey, would do you like an apple, and you're like, oh, I'd rather it be an orange, you're not going to get upset with that apple and say, you know, if you really love me, you turn yourself into a an orange. You would be at peace, then apple's what it is, and that's it. But pe- human beings tend to get upset with each other because they're different from how we want them to be. And when you understand what somebody's personality is about, you can accept them more. And then right. peace is huge. And also, you can start to learn how to speak their language. Like Nesimia not, is not wired to get out and forcefully in the world and to have a regular job. She's not made that way. And if I became friends with yeah, her you yeah, tried to force okay, her... Okay, yeah,
0: but you're a therapist. Yeah. So I, okay. <laughs> so I come to you and you figure out my personality immediately. Yes. Mm-hmm. How can you help me?
4: Well, if you understand what your personality is designed to do biologically, then you can appreciate your strengths and your uh, liabilities. Yeah, but how do you help me?
0: Just well, by telling me that I'm n- number three
4: or something? Well, for one thing, let's say uh, you have, might have some anxiety or something or, or crave carbohydrates under stress, right? What's you, wrong with
0: craving carbohydrates you, under stress?
4: Well, you can get is obese that, that way. Oh, I see. Okay. <laughs> so you have to be careful about it. Okay. But also, he could start thinking, oh, something's wrong with me, that why don't I have this self-discipline? But if he understands, oh, this is my biological basis, he can be much more peaceful. Yeah. And also, get this, if he understands he is like the – is wired for loyalty then he might not be so offended when other people can't be as loyal back he might give them okay. a break
0: i know this is a mm-hmm. stupid question but well i'm how, waiting for it how different is this from a star sign
4: oh it's incredibly different we actually think what we're working on is a biological test that's why we gave pain threshold because people who have high serotonin and and are they're not they're not uh, they don't try to be positive. They are born with rose colored glasses. We'll have high pain thresholds as well. That goes together. And so we're looking for a test that we can give people to say, yeah, this is your personality test. So it'll
0: be scientific.
4: Absolutely. And you know what I, you know what I really my dream is? I worked as a psychiatric nurse, and I saw people who were just fine people who felt like something was wrong with them because they weren't what their parents wanted them to be. And I saw, in the name of love, parents pushing their own personality agenda on this perfectly fine person who ended up getting very low self-esteem because they weren't yeah they well weren't you don't have to be. to be in a psychiatric mm. hospital
0: to see that though do you well no you see it all you the time but I, it, was, see it right out here no Dubai. sure but it
4: became very loud and so my hope is maybe i won't see it in my lifetime but my hope is one day we'll have a blood test for children when they're babies when they're born and we can give it to the parents and say hey listen this is your baby's this personality kid's, this type. kid's an asshole <laughs> i
1: don't, right, believe right don't believe in assholes you don't believe that <laughs> i
4: believe everybody's Always doing the best they can, given what they've got. Every moment, we are wired to survive and do the best that we can. Wow, but my that's hope, very possible. My hope is that we'll be able to have like a, a little booklet to give them too that says, "Here's the care and feeding of this personality." Oh, and while we're at it, this is your personality, this is and this is how you will find. It's already predictable how different personality types will react with each other.
0: Okay, let's come back and talk about That's a little thing. bit more yes, about that in a moment. First of all, we're going to take a little break and listen
4: to some music. And you know what? We also oh, think that yet, uh, there's personality yes. in animals as well.
2: Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: What's it called? Do we Pers- call it personality? Animals that have personality. Oh, yeah. Is they're... there another
0: word like personality <laughs> from the word person? Is there? A...
3: <laughs> do do you have a word? In this <laughs> Anima- Animality. Oh, I want to say it's, it, it's considered, I'm going to get it wrong, something along the effect of umlum. Of um, 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 it's, mm-hmm. it's a German term, and it, really what it means is that they see the world differently than we do. And we have a tendency to be ethnocentric and think right. that everything sees the world that we do. Uh, for example, a horse thinks we're just as big as it. Our eyes are looking at one another, therefore we must be the same size. Oh. So you always have to think when you're dealing with animals, well, you know, what are, what are their perceptions of the world? Right.
4: Hmm. Yes, and you know, I used to have a pet pig before pet pigs were cool, and every time that I, we were really getting close, or so I thought, and I would go to pet her, and she would start squealing and running away, and then I would think we were having this really intimate moment, and she would butt my heels. So I had to call a pet pig therapist, no kidding, in California, of course. <laughs> Mitch, I'm listening to you. And, uh, and she said, obviously, you're not watching you're reading your pet pig parenting manual, which I wasn't. It turns out that pigs don't like to be approached from above, because that's oh. like what a predator would do, right? Mm-hmm. So I was loving her in my language and freaking her out, and she, by butting her heels, was telling me that she was feeling really connected and wanted me to lay down so she could rub her snout on oh.
1: my belly and we could be nice. oh. <laughs> That's very touching. And I think that well, if
4: you don't understand other people's personalities, you would, may try to love them in your language, and mm. they might not get the message. Yeah,
3: and I have a bad habit of relating everything to animals with people because, it's, <laughs> you know. The, the natural behavior boils down to there's some universal things that Absolutely. even we share with
4: animals. Trans species. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Bob.
3: <laughs> and on that
0: note, Mitch, <laughs> Mitch we're gonna come, let's come back and talk about some of this. I want to talk about um, some of the stuff in your book, Tina, as well. Oh, sure. In just a moment. But first, Mitch is going to play a song for us. Oh, good. I, I don't know how I can get in and get... It's hard to know <laughs> what... The-
2: <laughs> how to segue What's into what? What? You're that. You're going to give yourself one, but- away whatever it is you're playing now. <laughs> I, I know. I, I'd like a full. Well, first, I got to get my feet out of the ice water. <laughs> okay. and the blood test is almost finished. And then I'm
0: um, <laughs> going Then after this, Tina's got two questions to ask you, and we're gonna find out about your question. <laughs> right. uh,
2: well,
1: the
3: music perhaps what will music speak for itself. It's okay. an old song oh, of mine from no a long time more. ago. It's called Cartoons. <laughs>
0: Wow, how did Beautiful. you like that? Thank you very much. What is it? What is that? What, is that to, what's, uh, what do you feel about that? Well, I'm Nassimu? ready to be on. Anal- yes. I'm laying down. I'm going to see so. what Nassimu thought of oh, you musically that. and then what Tina thinks of your personality.
2: <laughs> that mm-hmm. ending just gave me the chills. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was gorgeous.
0: That was a Mitch Foreman original.
2: Was it? Ah. Beautiful. Uh,
0: thank you. Tina, two questions for Mitch.
4: Well, I'm not sure, but, you know, we actually think that the different kinds of music stimulate those three neurochemicals, right? So, like, upbeat lyrical music actually increases your serotonin levels, and pounding kind of a heavy bass increases dopamine levels, gives you that body energy, Mm -hmm. and mathematically kind of structured music increases the norepinephrine, which is why sometimes when you study, I forget which, I think it's Beethoven or or Mozart, I think, Mm -hmm. is um, good for studying. So, why
0: would somebody like Mitch, for example, be attracted to jazz
4: well I'm not sure I mean it, it you know that's where That's it starts not a, becoming: that's not an answer though really well I could say that well it I'm becomes sure. an, an internal process as well you know for me jazz would be um, something I like because I see it as fun but Nesimia might see it as something as soulful and so we would like it we'd have that universal love for it but coming from a very different perspective
1: mm-hmm.
4: Nasimia, what made you come to New Orleans
2: music Yes, <laughs> well, of course. I actually just came to study music for a week. You know, I came as uh, a visitor
0: for a week. For from, a week, you know, from I've, Minneapolis.
2: Yeah. Hmm. I came um, in order to just like get a good feel for everything that I've been reading about and hearing about all of my life about. Hang you know, on a, how a
0: second. Uh, Alex is here. What would you guys like to drink? Um, another one. Another gin like tonic. Like, so awesome. where's the coffee? Never arrived. You yeah. ordered that yeah, an yeah, hour ago. Okay.
1: Water's fine. An an an
4: another, another genital? another yeah okay. oh and this guy can drink more than most people ah that,
0: right? interesting we'll that. get onto that in a minute
2: Oh, mm-hmm. interesting I going to assume you sorry to
0: interrupt you but oh, there was right. it was alcohol was involved <laughs> um,
2: I was uh... so you came here for a week to us
0: figure out what it was that you've been hearing yeah, so much about. I just about, wanted about to visit
2: laws. and I really wanted to do an intense because I've always been the kind of and and maybe Tina could agree with me here tell me if this is consistent I've always been the kind of learner sorry, touches herself that touches <laughs> that mm-hmm. <laughs> I've always been the kind of learner that does best outside of an institutionalized totally. structured setting so I've always been on an independent study of music I do consider myself a student student of music, and intensely so, but not enrolled in a specific music school. Is that consistent, totally, Tina? Wow. Totally, totally.
4: We, we say of the four personality people that, you f- that you're very unique and that you don't feel well understood by others and you just don't fit the mold and you're not designed to biologically, her biological purpose, we believe, there's actually a God part of your brain. That God. A, God. There's a God part <laughs> of <laughs> your brain. And if you, st- well, that's called. And if you stimulate it with a transcranial magnet, you can actually induce a spiritual or a religious experience. If that's So cut, there's no such thing as God. Then. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying well, that you there's... you are saying it. I am not. I'm just saying there's Is she a saying God it? Let's take part a vote. of the brain. And there's that means there's God genes. And if there's a God gene, it means biological. Yeah, hang on, hang on, hang on. Okay. If there's
0: a God part of your brain, did God put it there I, or, or you know, we invented it? I mean, I it's the part, like a, a part of our brain that makes us believe in God. So those of us who believe in God have got it and those of us who don't.
4: No, it's a universal. That's a universal as long as humans have been human. That crosses cultural lines. But we haven't
0: had a, a what we call a god since there's been human beings.
4: Oh, yes, we have. have we? All, every time that you right see back a burial... when they're cavemen? Oh,
0: yeah, everything. when they did, so did
4: burial services. In fact, they believe that this part of the brain developed at the same time that we were able to conceptualize infinity and mortality, and mm. that this appeared somehow, it was created, and that biologically, it means we as human beings have a need to connect to something greater than ourselves, and I believe her biological job, her personality tribe's job is to help the rest of us to feel connected to that something greater than us through words, through music, Mm -hmm. because whatever God is, is beyond words. Mm-hmm. But is that look say, at look yeah. at her resonating? She's like, "Yeah, getcha, that's me." But that's when it. but the god part of our brain, though,
0: what's the, that got to do with Nassimu being a great musician or not?
4: Well, it has to do with biological purposes of all the different personality types, right? So for Chris, for There's example, a
0: biological purpose. Of for our each personality. One of so we have a biological function.
4: Yes, and very much like ants. You know, you have a scout ant, right. a leader ant. Chris is actually designed to be a fighter ant. Who's with me? Who's against me? Is, you oh, know? Cool. He identifies with the group. Yep, and that's it. And I'm designed to be a scout ant. So I go where no ant dares or cares to go. And I find novel information. But a real scout ant finds novel food and water. But
0: you're suggesting that we're all ants to some extent.
4: Um suggesting that we have very common Line with ants with with the with the well,
3: that kind of well, come organization on
4: Chris,
3: right? Lee Lee.
4: I mean Lee. I'm sorry. Um,
3: Lee. Come on, Lee. Well, right. you know, right. with so with it, funny you said that. <laughs> I, I thought. I thought of myself uh, just after Katrina, rebuilding my house, and I came to that sort of. I felt like an ant. Yeah. I'm like, okay, let's rebuild the house and wait for the next lawnmower to come and destroy it. That was <laughs> kind of the feeling I got out of it. But yeah, I could definitely relate in that sense. But I think uh, music more so that that's what triggers that emotion i think i i've I've often heard friends say they went to this concert or they went to that it was like a religious experience Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and i think you know definitely here in new orleans a lot of people have that feeling of oh totally of you know when your hair stands on end when you Mm -hmm. listen to a song what is that if that's not it then I don't know what you would call yes, it.
4: Yes, and the music creates that sense of transcendence. Like it's something yes. more than just the notes. It's something more than just the words. It's something that right. is something very deep that mm-hmm. seems inexpressible until she gets up and does it. Mm-hmm.
3: And then right. we all relate. And, and every person needs to find that. Mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's lacking and maybe where you can help a lot of people is oh, not many people find their thing ever. You're lucky you found music. You found your passion. Your passion, radio. Uh, this this type of forum. Alcohol. Alcohol. <laughs> There's not a lot of people. A lot of people go through the world and they don't have that thing mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. excites them. That's really interesting. could
2: that be? I've always wondered about those people, and they perplex me completely. And could that be a personality type, a person who doesn't have a specific passion?
4: Absolutely. There is one type in particular that tends to just merge with their partner. So if you give them a mm. pen and paper test, they'll actually end up testing in the same personality as their partner. And, and it's a, That's typical. the osmotic type. Uh, yeah. But, but and, and you know, point. I call that codependence. And my favorite mm. definition of that is when you're in a near-death accident and someone else's life flashes before you're <laughs> <laughs> okay, Whoa, yeah. I, you know, that's Whoa. That's funny. Oh, there you How go. could you fail at stand-up comedy course? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Lee's got a good point, though. I mean, there lots of people are disappointed with their lives, and sure. that's why we have midlife crises. As oh, people yeah. get to whatever age the midlife crisis is, and they go, oh, my God, I haven't done anything with my life, and all the things that I wanted to do with my life, it's too late to do them. hmm isn't that that's not just a personality type though is it? I mean that's Well,
4: everybody arrives at it in a different way and some people are more prone to it than other types like this last one that I talked about. Well, what do we do about that though? Well, first you have to identify where you're starting, right? So you can figure out where you need to go. Okay, like
0: suppose someone's listening to this and they're like, "My god, that's me." We're talking about I wish I had I've always wanted to be a singer. And here I am at 35 or 40 years old or whatever it is, and I never did it.
4: Well, one of the things that you have to be careful about, like Lee was saying, is projecting your own thoughts and feelings on another person. Case in point, my parents. My parents both have this personality type that is called the nine or the peacemaker. And you can tell a peacemaker because they look like they've been smoking pot all they've lived. They have this just sweet, benevolent look about them. So, so far but we've <laughs> had cocaine and pot. You've brought up both of them. Go on. Well, actually, we are very fascinated with which recreational drugs the different personality type oh. people use oh, okay. to balance and to accentuate their personality. But that's another What if show. you're a person who likes all of them? Just ask. It. Oh, I'm not even going where you are. <laughs>
3: Okay. go but anyway, on. But, so, anyway so I went on, and she brought up love, which now I re ha, I redefine as a drug, and obviously oh, it, it impairs our uh, <laughs> ability to judge. It does, it <laughs> totally does, absolutely.
4: <laughs> and, <laughs> and so does alcohol. They've so, done I mean, research. I think we need
3: legislation that. on this one now. Okay. So, you know
4: that, that women look better as the day goes on if you're drinking. They've done the research. Who well, we didn't know that already? Yeah. Hey, the more I mean, you drink, the better, better we sound. Yeah. But actually, but this it happened uh, before I understood <laughs> personality. I was uh, on a trip. I'm the only and one listen, in my- do you
0: have trouble sticking to answering a single no, I'm question answering as question. a part of your personality? Yes. Is it, you do. Yes. Let me ask you the question again, because okay. I, I want to know what your answer to this is, as a professional psychologist or okay. biopsychologist is if someone's listening to this and they're saying I've ha- I'm I wish I had done something different with my whole life. What what do they do to make how do we make ourselves happy about that?
4: Oh, man, there's a whole science of happiness and what that is. I'll and give that you, you a get minute. You need, but the, the quickest answer is that you need to know what your personality is, what your baseline okay. personality is, okay. so and then the you can step. decide what you need, where you need to go. Okay. But not everybody needs to go somewhere, and that was my story. So there
0: is a way to be comfortable with where you are, no matter the fact that you haven't become a singer or you haven't become an actor. Or it's you haven't not even about
4: that. It's just that some people are born happy and content and don't have that need to explore my parents, I went to British Columbia with some friends, and there was a payphone in the middle of the rainforest. So I called my parents who work at a hardware store, and they're listening to the rain. They give it to my brother and sister because I'm the only one in the family that didn't work in the hardware store. Well, when I came back, I'm flying home, and I'm thinking, oh, I want to give them that experience, which I'm wired to do. Mm -hmm. So I come to my parents, and I say, listen, as a nurse, I'm going to work extra shifts, and all of you are going to fly to the rainforest and have this great time. And my mother said, but we don't want to, dear. (sighs) Thank you. Mm -hmm. I said, oh, no, no, you don't understand. All you guys ever do is come home, you watch TV, you go to work, you come home, you watch. And she said, listen, Tina, dear, we think that we're happy, and even if we're not, we think we are. So leave us alone and help the people that want help. Well, little did I know that I would find out a decade later that they are souped up on serotonin but low in body energy. And sure enough, they are happy being right where they are. And they will not, no matter what their life circumstances, they don't feel like a failure. They are happy because they're happy and life is good. Well, that's not the people I'm talking about, though. Okay, so you're talking talking about about, the people who are unhappy. Someone who doesn't feel like that. Someone who feels like that is great. Okay, again... I'm talking about
0: someone who's reached some point like they, in their lives, like you're like saying,
4: what if we don't all find that thing? Okay, if somebody's looking for something and they sense that something's missing, it could be that there is what we call divine restlessness, that there's a sense of something's calling you and that you're not honoring where you need to go for fear of whatever. And so I would say find a gestalt therapist pronto and find out what it is. It could only take a session... To actually connect with what your true wants and desires are. Mm. And then about two or three more to get on track to get there. How much are we talking about? Oh,
1: 125 <laughs> bucks
4: an <laughs> Not hour. Not bad, that's no. all it's gonna <laughs> take. a deal of a deal. Hey, Nassimio, you wanna play something? Oh. We're running out of time <laughs> too oh, rapidly happy here, so. To. I'll go grab the guitar. Grab the guitar. This went Maybe so, much so much faster to... than I thought it
2: would be. I know.
0: I yeah, haven't got to the too. very end yet. Where it's is the guitar? Oh, there it is. I see. It's it's over there. You
4: are a fun, host, by the way. Hey, thanks.
0: Yeah. I, I don't even want to know what personality type so I am. I might ruin the whole I know, thing. I we haven't for touched me. on that yet. I'm really no, that's going to ruin everything.
1: If I Find out I'm doing it the wrong thing. It must remain a
0: mystery to yeah. your listeners. What if I find out I'm doing the wrong thing? That's are, interesting too. What happens when someone finds out that they're doing something that's completely? Oh, well, it comes not down to are
4: you happy or not?
3: Yeah, it can't be the wrong thing. Most people are not happy. Most
0: people are not happy, though. Are they really? Are they or are they? Am I wrong about that? I'd say many. Most people want something to change. I
4: think most most people probably have a sense that something's missing, that they get mm. kind of lost in culture and lose track of who they're meant to be. Mm. That true call. You know, there's a third quarter now of people from 50 to 75 who are too old to be called young but too young to be called old and they are reinventing themselves it's a, a phenomenon that's happening across the country is it and because we're living longer and it's we because we li- see the horizon further away absolutely no? absolutely so it, it's uh, like a new adolescence where we're redefining ourselves fascinating and those people are um, typically mostly unhappy or actually it's more like uh, restless there's a sense of like there's something they won't change more. at the At the age of 50-something. Yeah, it's kind of a bitey feeling. Wow,
0: okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay, now what are we going to hear?
2: I'm going to sing you a song that I started to write when I was, um, when I first got down here, the first job that I found was a cashier in a voodoo shop. I I scheduled readings for fortune tellers and things like that, and um, a lot of visitors would come in. I'd see people from all over the world, and one day I saw uh, a really young girl who was just done up to the nines in makeup, and she reminded me a little bit of how I felt like I was when I was younger. So I started penning this poem, and um, it really it, it grew really beautifully into this song. It's called Bayou You Black."
1: Ooh.
5: Deceives you everywhere you go. How distant, distant, distant is your brave? Yeah, oh, oh, oh. I too was once a brave. Oh, hope oh, 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 for a little heart. Oh, 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 oh. but you grow into the bones that you're given, and your spirit catches up. That you must be careful of. Now softly, softly whispers the rain. Sawgrass won't hide you no more. Costly, costly is a wasted day. The sawgrass won't hide you no more. Belly start to ripen, belly start to swell. Tall grass don't hide you no more. When your long grasses legs try to run for the hills, but the tall grass don't hide you no more. Feel like she got a pocket wash that's ticking to a tool boom The tall grass don't hide you no more. But the chance to feel the out is changes from the cool. Tall grass don't hide you no more. So the girl did what she knew she had to do Tall grass don't hide you no more When buried that secret in the black you, Tall grass don't hide you no more No more, no more Ooh, oh, 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 oh. No more you're given in your spirit catches up, and you grow. What will do How about you, baby? Yeah, that you must be careful.
0: Simu. Yeah. Ooh, now, Marimba a Maramba and you Black, is that on the new record? That's on the unreal. old record, it's an actually. old record. Wow.
2: Yeah. It's on the EP that I made that was dedicated to New Orleans and the experiences that <laughs> it gave me.
0: <laughs> and that's available uh, online or for anyone to, to purchase, right?
2: Yes. It's actually free. It's free? <sighs> yeah.
0: It ain't pretty, but it's beautiful. That's the name of the EP. <laughs>
2: yes. Don't you feel like that describes New Orleans in a way? Yes.
4: Mm-hmm. I was <laughs> worried after Katrina it was going to get too sanitized. Mm-hmm.
3: She, yeah. Oh no, fear of that. <laughs> Apparently well, not. I think no, Syria, right. Thank you so
0: much for joining us and playing that song thank and the so original song too that you played before, mm-hmm. which is which was rules aren't real. This, the album Rules Aren't Real is out or it's coming out? or what's It's
2: coming out. I'm about halfway through with it and we're still fundraising because as you can probably imagine, it's a big undertaking to record a full-length album. So um, it Is should, there a place yeah, that anyone can
0: donate me. money if they're <laughs> listening to this and want to help out?
2: Of course, is yeah. Is there
0: a Kickstarter or something like that?
2: There is not a Kickstarter yet. Right now we've been trying to do it organically through playing shows and just hoping that you know people will feel inspired the to way, give working. the old-fashioned way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you can check out the website, nasimiu.com. That's N A S I M I Y U.
0: Okay, thank you very much, nice Lee way. Hales. Thank you for joining us, and good luck looking for her well, with the big black cat you're looking for in Texas.
3: Thank you, uh, <laughs> appreciate that. In Florida, um, isn't it? What yes, it's it's in Florida. Um, we're gonna. Have... Oh, not
0: Texas. I'm sorry, Tina. Thank you. Grace. <laughs>
3: Uh, that's the other number direction. five <laughs> yeah we're going to have a, a production crew with us uh, filming throughout the expedition so we'll see what that brings okay Ooh. thank you very
0: much we'll, we'll we'll have a link to that we have a link to your stuff on our site yeah. as well and Tina Thomas thank you so much oh, boy you've so really hard. changed things around here today mm-hmm. good. good job we've got a link and I to did your... my biological job we've got link <laughs> we've got a link to your stuff for your place on our site as well our producer of Happy Hour is Mindy Hawes the associate producer and technical director of our show is Chris Kehoe. Our music director is Christian Unruh. Our web designer and link to the real world is Cliff Brigden. Mitch Foreman is playing the piano right now and wrote this theme, as well as all the other music that you heard that wasn't a simu on Happy Hour. If you'd like to be on the show, drop us a line here at Orleans at gmail.com. Our show is recorded live at the Collins Hotel on St. Charles Avenue. You can check out our other Happy Hours. On it's New and our other shows, which include Out to Lunch with Peter Rashuni live from Commander's Palace, Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Paycheck, and True to the Game with Chris True. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, and you can subscribe to our podcasts on iTunes. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsnewormans.com. For Mitch Foreman on piano, I'm Grant Morris. Until next time, bye bye, we'll see you back here on Happy Hour.